Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Her Story, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Give the warmest welcome to my co-host, Atomic Comet. How you doing today? Pew! Just flew in. <laughs> and actually, don't give me too warm of a reception because it is already warm in here. True. I would uh, embrace a cold reception, if anything. <laughs> it is a little toasty in here. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, though. It is. Yeah. H- how's your day going? It's good. It's the morning. Pew! So, recording mornings, you know, mm. it's times. Mm. Coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, well, that's why I'm here. And, and I hear we have a fun story today. We do, and we don't have morning announcements, so we don't have to do any of that. Um, so we can just get right to it. Today's history lesson is about the legendary athlete coming in at 5'11 and being the first black woman in tennis to do basically everything, Althea Neil Gibson. Are you ready? Pew! Let's oh, do it. Oh boy, Atomic. Yeah. You know where I got that name from this time? Is it? Your parents, because oh. it's on your birth certificate. I was going to say, is it from that game it's that you've seen game. me play? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh, man. Love that. Quote, no matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helped you. <laughs> I love that so much. Already. I know, I know. It's so true. It's so true. Althea was born on August 25th, 1927 in Silver, South Carolina, to parents Daniel and Annie Gibson. Her parents were sharecroppers, and Hmm. she was one of five children with three sisters. Wow. I know. Five children, three sisters? Yeah. I I had two older sisters, um, so I bet their house was like... Hectic. Pretty active is what I was going to say. That's the word I was... That's the second word I would have used. Hectic? Yes. (laughs) As a child, the family left South Carolina, and they made their way to New York City. They lived on 143rd Street between 7th Avenue and Lenox Avenue. In boo, 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 boo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you were seeing me. I was. I was ready. I was ready for you to shout it out. You said 145th and 43rd. My 143rd. I've walked by there. Yeah. Oh man, that's 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 great. I love that she's from. I love that she's from that. Um, well, you that know area. what's super cool. So this particular block. She lived in Uptown, rather. Sorry. This particular block was actually known as Play Street. The blocks would be closed off during the day to redirect the traffic <laughs> to allow kids to play in the street. Sounds like a scene from a Spike Lee movie. A little I bit. I love that. I actually really... I can almost I can almost see it. You know, this like a stereotypical like day in, in like Manhattan, New York City where like the fire hydrant's going, the kids are playing, the ice cream truck's in the background, the pants mm-hmm. are sitting on the stoop. Mm-hmm. Like, I envisioned that like I lived it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it also... That must have been... F- that, that's nice that they so did that. Fun. That they so blocked fun. it. Well, yeah, because I mean, what Where park else are is we gonna nearby play? there? Yeah. You know, we have like one park. Yeah, yeah. everyone especially, in New York City. <laughs> especially back in the day, you know, when yeah. there really were even less parks. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, in a weird way, of kind of what they're doing in, in Astoria right now with mm. on like Saturdays and Sundays, they'll block off certain um, main roads, main roads for people to walk and yeah, for people to be able to socially stay, distant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also enjoy the like nice spring weather. Yeah, yeah. Althea's sister Millie said, "Quote: 
Aaliyah was out in the street all the time. We used to have to drag her back into the house. When other girls were putting on lipstick, she was playing stickball. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And that also makes me think of like my childhood because I was in the suburbs. And so we didn't have that much like traffic to come by. So sure. we would set up like street hockey games just in the street. That sounds like fun. Like hockey net and then if if a car were coming, they would slow down and they would wait, we would move the we move the net. Right, right. And we're waving so back. sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Althea yeah. <sighs> loved playing sports, basketball, stickball, table tennis, anything. In fact, she began skipping school at an early age to go and play her sports. Well, and she know. she struggled in school. In fact, she actually later ended up graduating high school a bit later than the rest of her classmates mm. due to breaks for tennis and various other um, I mean, if issues. You're gonna, if you're gonna, like, if you're not gonna go to school and do something worth your time, like, sports, like, she made it a mm-hmm. whole career. I'm sure maybe it was thought of less. Well, I also think it sounds do. like she might have, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no doctor, but it sounds like she might have had like ADHD or something of mm, the sort because yeah, maybe. if she was cont- if she felt the need to always be moving if she just like in order to feel normal needed to be moving you know it- <laughs> he's pointing to me you guys can't tell uh-huh, well, well let the record show i didn't actually say that but but yes i did point but no it's it's something like that where it sounds like um yeah, it sounds like she might have been having issues in school in that way, and she was like, "Okay, well, it's fine. I'll I'll finish it when I can. I'm gonna keep doing what I love doing, what I know I can do yeah. well." You know, when Althea was 14, musician Buddy Walker, a coach for the Police Athletic League, purchased rackets for her to practice with at handball courts. I used to. That was the first baseball league I played for. The really? P- the PLA, yeah. It was it was that. I did the PLA. Um, I think everyone, like, a lot of, everyone, a lot of the, I, f- I feel like a lot of the um, at young athletes uh, in New York City, they did PLA or they played for their, like, church. You know, I did baseball for both. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Those were kind of the, the, the rec leagues. Yeah, yeah, right. For, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The neighborhood pulled money together to help finance her lessons and get her a junior membership for the Cosmopolitan Tennis Club, formerly known as the Harlem's Colonial Tennis Club, that was founded in 1915. Wow. So that's like a neighborhood coming. And people say New Yorkers are cold. It's cool that we're, not we're, talking about hist- we're talking about a woman who made her story mm-hmm. and she like played tennis in a place that was like... That has history. Yeah, yeah. Large implications Mm -hmm. in what she's, yeah. Her father said, quote, I didn't know nothing about tennis, and that's all she was interested in. I got her some boxing gloves once. I wanted her to be a lady boxer. Oh, well, hey. That's so cool. That's that's great. (laughs) Said I wanted her to be like a a lady boxer is, 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 that's great. I'm glad that he said that. Yeah. That, to me, shows that, like, she had a supportive family who was like, do it. I mean, I don't know anything You're about it, but do it. You're going to be a lady something. You're going to be a lady something. It's exciting. Althea was winning local tournaments in the neighborhood that were put on by the American Association around this time as well. Hmm. 
What is the American Tennis Association, you asked? I, I thought it. I thought excellent, it. Yeah. excellent question, yeah. Atomic Comet. Thanks. <laughs> the American Tennis Association is the oldest black American tennis organization. It was founded in Washington, D.C. on November 30th, 1916 by several dozen black tennis clubs. I had no idea. 1916. Yeah. That's so crazy. Before that World seemed... War One, they were like, you know what? Tennis. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. You know, the things you learn. Okay. I had no idea. Priorities. <laughs> Althea won two ATA titles in 1944 and 1945. Dr. Hubert Eaton and Dr. Robert Johnson, two ATA officials, knew that Althea was something special. Wow. Given the opportunity of a lifetime, Althea moved down to Wilmington, North Carolina in 1946 in order to train with Dr. Eaton. That's incredible that, you know, it really goes to show that when people, like, extend, you know, the olive branch. Don't get anywhere, you know, any accomplishments you make, you didn't make without somebody you else helping Right, you. exactly. And that, that that's so important, I think, to, you know, recognize. I'm yeah. sure she did, but, oh, yeah. you know, for us to talk about that is... Yeah. Um, some, someone having helped her is important. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. And especially someone who's like an official and is like, yeah, you, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing. The training paid off because in 1947, at the age of 20, she won the first of 10 consecutive ATA national championships. Oh, she was meant for this then? Uh, yeah. She was meant for this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she was okay. <laughs> she was I built mean, for this. Uh, yeah, she was a solid was 10 fine. out of 10. Yeah, in the <laughs> game, you know. She was one of the best. That's all. Four-time U.S. National Singles Titleist. Alice Marble said, quote, If Althea Gibson represents a challenge to the present crop of players, then it's only fair that they meet this challenge on the courts. And I love that. Damn. Marble lobbied that Althea be allowed to play in the U.S. National Championships. During this time, no black person had played in the U.S. National Championships. It's absurd. And I just so love that she was like, um, she's so good, I want to play against her. To see if I'm as good as her. I've never understood. I think people are threatened when they don't want other people to be allowed to compete with them. They're worried that they're going to get beat. Right. That's why people don't want other people competing in their sport. That's what that is. And I love how she's like. She, she put she's, her over. Yeah. She's she, like, come on. She's, she's like, really good. Yeah. She's like, um, we need to play mm -hmm. her. Otherwise, we can't call ourselves champions right. like this is until we play everyone who is like which makes her it. that good of a human being though to be like uh, i want to share the court with her what's going on like yeah that's absolutely yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. In 1950, Althea Gibson made history when she debuted at the United States National Championships, now known as the U.S. Open, in Forest Hills. Shout out, please! You already know. Oh, my goodness. I used to walk by this stadium. I used to walk by... I used to hang out outside of Forest Hills and, like, like this stadium and be like... Because I, 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 I like tennis, but I never really knew what, like... Much about it. I never knew, really like, played it. Simon and Garfunkel used to play at this stadium. Like they used Simon to have Simon like, and Garfunkel. I mean, um, uh, they used to have like mu music they, concerts. They used to have like music. <laughs> you know, like Simon and Garfunkel. I'm like, hold on. 
<laughs> they like, used to have music concerts, and they still do. And that was the only like thing that I really knew about that stadium. But I lived around, like I lived by the stadium. I right, used to right, drink right. by the stadium yeah. and be like, <laughs> Forest Hills Stadium. And now I wish I had known yeah. like even a portion of the legacy that the stadium had. They don't yeah. make it like a thing. It is it's, a big it's thing. Not, but, like, you know, for the younger generation, right. if you're not a, if you're if not you're not a tennis it, person, you don't know the, what you're looking at. The stadium is yeah. not used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's used for the U.S. Open and for Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> she was the first black athlete to play in this national indoor tournament event. The following year, she became the first black tennis player to play at the U.S. National Championship and at Wimbledon. Oh, wow. I know. Althea won her first international championship at the Caribbean Championships in Montego Bay, Jamaica in 1951. I love how someone had to vie for her to play, like, in the U.S. Open. Like, uh, uh, I love how that woman had to vie for her to play at the U.S. Open. Meanwhile, she can just meet, like, after this, she just starts playing. It just opened here, doors. It's here, because they saw her. Here. Because that put her on the world stage, and they all went, oh. Their mouths, their mouths hit the floor. Dollar signs came out of their eyes like oh, they were yeah. a Bugs Bunny commercial. <laughs> a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I said commercial. Yeah. Uh, how old am I? <laughs> Is it like the Looney Tunes? Ugh. Back in my day. Ew. Foghorn, leghorn. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. All oh the, the bands back. You're, you're saying the, a the lot of things together. today. <laughs> Althea was clearly a driven woman who never quit. Even though she struggled with academics, she decided to attend the Florida A&M University with a sports scholarship and graduated in 1953. How do you find time to win on these championships and be like, oh, I'm go to school. go to school as well? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? people, yeah, it's like, yeah, How we don't even, it? we don't even go to school now. We just do the, we just get yeah. the careers at 18 and then yeah. they go back to school at like 35. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Everyone's yeah. trajectory is different. Right. Just a few years later, in 1956, Althea won the singles title at the French Championship, now known as the French Open. She was the first black person to play at the French Championships and further become Grand Slam champion. Oh. So. Wow. I told you, the first black (laughs) tennis player to do everything. She slammed it in their face. Sure did. Right? Yeah. That's a good one. Said Atomic Comet. Proud of you. (laughs) Said it. Quote. (laughs) Quote Atomic Quote, quote me. <laughs> <laughs> On July 6th, 1957, she became the first black woman to win the All-England Championships at Wimbledon. There was even a ticker-take parade in New York City in her honor. Those are awesome. That's that's yeah. so cool. She's just killing it. Uh, that's not fair. She needed one door to open, and then they were like, all right, you're going to be the first Honestly, of a lot of, of things. Everything. Be, be ve- that's Strapping, so heavy. Yeah. That's like, that's such a that's such a weight on your shoulders, like, at the same time to, mm-hmm. like, be told constantly. Maybe, I don't know if she was told, but, like, you know, that, that's such a, that's such a that's thought. That's a lot to, keep, you know, keep in your brain, to keep saying, like, I bet she felt so much pressure. She, I bet she felt the pressure right. of being, like, I have to be so... So good because I'm the only person representing. That's so heavy. This like, entire that's, that's race. So unfortunate, and she just this. probably wanted to play tennis exactly. and like just do as she best just she loved could. it. She yeah. She just loved tennis. Yeah. 
When asked about how she felt about all of it, she said, quote, shaking hands with the Queen of England was a long way from being forced to sit in the colored section of the bus going into downtown Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh my God, that's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's She's crazy. She's like, this is a lot different. I was, I was discriminated against so much yeah. more before I was going around, and now it's still kind of minor because people don't know how to act right. regardless, but yeah. wow, this yeah. is, that, that weight is nuts. Yeah. That year, she was the first black woman on the covers of Time Magazine and Sports Illustrated. Oh my goodness. On August 26th and September 2nd, respectively. She was on fire that year because she became the first black woman to win the U.S. National Tennis Championships in Queens. Oh, wow. Because she's just crazy. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Those are still in Flushing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Why do, why do people like playing tennis in Queens? Because uh, that we it's have a lot just, of space out here. No, that's just that's where I mean you guys because I'm a comet. That's where the arena is. Well, there's the Arthur Ashe Stadium and then there's Forest Hills, so there's two. I th- well, back in the day, there was just there was a lot of space in Queens. That's incredible. Because it just wasn't saying, developed. I'm just saying, like, I wonder why. Yeah, Ur- so urban sprawl space. hadn't really. They're quite like, oh, hit there's so Queens much space yet. next to that lame baseball stadium over there. <laughs> that team never wins anyway. <laughs> oh, I love the Mets. I'm sorry. I do. We're going to get hate mail. No, I love the Mets. Mike Piazza was great. He's offensive, but he was a great catcher. The Associated Press named her Female Athlete of the Year in 1957 and 1958, being the first black woman to be voted as such. Mm. Those same years, she was selected to represent the U.S. on the Reitman Cup team against Britain. The Reitman Cup was established in 1923 by Hazel Reitman to give women an opportunity to have their achievements recognized. I didn't know... I'm losing my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry for the mouth noise. (laughs) I didn't know that... (laughs) I didn't know that the Reitman Cup existed. Truth, Truth be told. And I love uncovering that sort of information. Especially so cool. when it's it, it's because for a long time women weren't allowed to compete, mm-hmm. let alone have their own cup. And and she's out here like Hazel. Hazel's like, you know what, guys? Let's uh let's have our own thing for for a minute here. <laughs> you know, just briefly, I um I there was this um morning morsel that I initially had the other day, and one of one of the facts was that this Greek woman was apparently the first woman in like 1896 to like win a women's marathon and it just seems so far-fetched because it seems like how is it that women were racing in 1896 and she was the first one yeah like that that seems so unreasonable right and it kind of especially when you consider how long like like, the olympics have been around it's it's, and then you're like why and just because (laughs) they were taking like they were taking notes in every country they were writing down everything they just it like it might just not be like they just weren't allowed to officially compete yeah maybe it got lost in history x number of reasons why we don't know about any other country Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah but like yeah. We don't know about so many of these yeah. things, and they it's just like water under the bridge. Yeah. Like the Reitman Cup, I didn't learn about that. I went to a history high school, and I didn't learn about the Reitman yeah. Cup. How, like, that seems yeah. like something we should know about, yeah. at least for the sake of history. Yeah, yeah. Her yep. story. Her story. <laughs> 
Allison Danzig of the New York Times said, quote, the girl who was playing paddle tennis on the streets of Harlem some 15 years ago found herself at the age of 30 at the pinnacle of tennisdom. Mm. And boy, was she. Quote, quote, in sports, you simply aren't considered a real champion until you've defended your title successfully. Winning it once can be a fluke. Winning it twice proves you are the best. That's real. Yeah. You have, to, you have to maintain it. You can't just win. Yeah. That's great. Althea won at Wimbledon and the U.S. Open in 1958. And then she retired from professional tennis All for right. a few years at least. Well, I mean, she, it seemed like she conquered every big tennis, you know. <laughs> Anything there was to Tournament do. ever, yeah. She was like, I won everything twice. Like, that's it. Quote, most of us who aspire to be tops in our fields don't consider the amount of work required to stay tops. Which is true. You're going to burn out. You need time to chill. She released an album in 1958 called Althea Gibson Sings Off with oh. Fresh Sound Records. Um, Casual. Yeah. No, like, she's like, I need yeah. time off. I'm going to sing. I'm going to do a song. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you. I'm like, I'm going to take some time for myself and probably work on a full-length album. I'm like, great. <laughs> And she wrote an autobiography called, quote, I Always Wanted to Be Somebody. She even dipped her toes into acting when she starred in The Horse Soldiers, a Western film starring none other than John Wayne. I, I don't even, they must have been fans for her to like, I don't know. I, 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 uh, that's well, she awesome. was definitely a name, right? She right. was world renowned. Well, I'm hoping they were like, Althea, please, can you, we have this Western film. That we, we have, have a role that role we think you'd for be you? good for. And she was like, was she like, how dare you? Or was she like, thank you? I bet she was like, let's do it. Okay. Why I'm not? I'm free. And then they were like, it's John Wayne. And she was like, wait, <laughs> I might be busy. She even toured with the Harlem Globetrotters in 1960, playing exhibition tennis matches before the basketball games. Did you know about the warm-up acts before Globetrotters games? Um, no. I, I thought no the Globetrotter idea. game was the warm-up. I thought it was just, the, the thing. It was the warm-up and the thing. The whole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Well, there she was like doing like trick shots with her with her tennis. With had tennis to have been. You know? just no, doing... I'm, I'm, no, they definitely just played games. They definitely it was not like she wasn't like you know twirling her racket in the air. I don't know. Then, maybe like, she had some fun it. stuff. I can't imagine the chore the choreography that. I also I wonder if there were like games where it was like, do you think you can beat Althea Gibson and like some. Annoying oh, man was like, cool. I bet I can. That's cool. I like and that. Then she just and then she would win every time. And then they were like, All right, we're gonna go watch eight <laughs> men pretend to play basketball while whistling. Oh, uh, ten. Men. What were the? Who were the Globetrotters that were on Amazing Race? Oh boy. We should ask them. I if can't they believe still you just told everyone when we watched Amazing Race. I'm <laughs> All so, the seasons. We're gonna edit this part out for sure. Nope. Oh. Because Incredible Althea was never quite finished, in 1964, she joined the Ladies Professional Golf Association Tour and was the first black she woman golfed. to do so. <laughs> uh, she was like, mm. So there's a lot of landing queens to do nothing. Maybe <laughs> I'll pick up golf. <laughs> Althea returned to play tennis in 1968 and for three years pursued both golf and tennis. In 1971, she retired from golf seven years after initially entering the sport. Mm. Yeah. She has spent a good time playing golf. Lot. Yeah, no, that's fine. From 1971 to 1992, 
Althea coached tennis, so she did give back. In 1971, she was voted into the National Lawn Tennis Association Hall of Fame. Good, right. Yvonne Goolagong, an Australian Aboriginal woman, was the next woman of color to win the French Open and the Wimbledon Ladies Single Championship wow. in 1971, actually. Wow. Yeah. So not not too long after that's her, really, her that's tenure, great, she though. like opened those doors. I for love sure. I love seeing that. Yeah, especially it being like an Australian Aboriginal yeah, woman because yes. they're like widely persecuted. Yeah. In New Jersey, she was the first woman to head a state's athletic commission in 1976. Althea Gibson won over a hundred singles and doubles tennis titles during her career. I can tell you right now, okay, so I was on the tennis team, you know this. I don't know that they know this. I never ranked high enough on my tennis team to play singles. That's not true. We had two injuries one season, and um, so I was playing singles matches. <laughs> so the, two, so the other people great. that were there, um, so I filled in. Yeah. Yeah, so because two were out, <laughs> I got moved up the ranks. I was really good at doubles. I could play doubles well. I couldn't play singles well because I would make all... I couldn't run like a normal person. It, I ran like a dancer. Mm -hmm. And so it would be these long forward strides. I couldn't do the side to side like squat. And it, so I couldn't cover as much ground. Oh my gosh. I don't understand. That was all to say I don't understand how she won over 100 singles and doubles matches. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out here. <laughs> Instinctively, as a Dominican, my, my, I, I want to hit the ball as hard as I can out of the stadium. And then... And then you're like, this is the wrong... Do a lap the around the bases. <laughs> look up. Thank God for my home run. And then, you know, go back to my, my boys in the dugout. That's me. The next black woman to win the U.S. Open title was Serena Williams in 1999. And wow. Venus was the first black oh. woman to win Wimbledon after Gibson. Okay, that's great then. So, All right, I, so we, this we're, trio... So I went from the Gibson era to, to the Williams era, yes. basically. I mean, there was like stuff in between. I mean, there between, were people in between, of course. But, but like, that, that's but really But as far nice, as dominating though, in, in the field, like yeah, in passing. specific, yeah, 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 yeah. Althea Neal Gibson passed away at 76 years old from respiratory failure on September 28th, 2003 at a hospital in East Orange, New Jersey. That is very sad. I 2003. Know. Wow. Yeah, I that feels too recent. That feels so bizarrely recent. Like almost 20 years ago, yeah, but yeah. still recent. Mm -hmm. She was honored with a statue at Arthur Ashe Stadium for Women's Equality Day in 2019. Wow. Florida A&M University Board of Trustees approved the naming of the university's tennis complex in Gibson's honor in 2019 as well. And a memorial plaque of her is at the complex. It's about time. Yeah, it that, that, that's enough. nice of them to do that. Yeah, it took them long enough. <laughs> I like that I like that she has the um the bust. That's what it is. Oh. The bust of her at yes. the stadium. That's not uh, like I, right, I, I can right, almost right, just right. imagine that um like, at right the, at the entrance at the right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave you guys with this quote. I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I just want to be reasonably successful and live a normal life with all the conveniences to make it so. I think I've already got the main thing I've always wanted, which is to be somebody, to have identity. 
I'm Althea Gibson, the tennis champion. I hope it makes me happy. Mm. I hope it made her happy. Mm. I that's that's so tough, you know. I hope it made her happy, you know, to dedicate your whole life to this endeavor. It sounds like for her it was worth it and she did so much. I think she I think she, she enjoyed living life because so she did she hard. went from tennis to golf. Like she golf accomplished so much and, with tennis and, and she could have just and, stopped right there because of all the milestones she uh-huh. reached. But it wasn't about the milestones, no. it was more just like moving and like being and like growing, doing. exploring. Yeah. So she went to golf and then went back to tennis and she also and in the meantime recorded tennis, an album and, and then was in a movie with john wayne like you yeah. just you either have that ambition mm. or you don't mm-hmm. and she did mm-hmm. and it's very impressive to to see all the notches that she was able to tick on the way up mm-hmm. she didn't even mean to she was just trying to do that's her thing. true she that's that's the thing it doesn't sound like i mean like of course Of course, she set out wanting to play tennis, you know. She obviously wanted that. She was always active and loved that sport, clearly, um, because she was so successful at such a young age in it. But I think, yeah, for her, it was anything that comes my way, I'm going to tackle head on. And at some point, no matter how long it takes, succeed in what I'm tackling. And that is evident in when she graduated high school and then going to college and doing the same thing. You know, she was very much like, I'm going to get it done, even if it takes me a little bit longer to do these other things, even if it doesn't come quite as naturally as, you know, I wonder if anybody said it was like she was born with a tennis racket in her hand, (laughs) you know, because Mm -hmm. it, it came, it came naturally and that's not to say she didn't work extremely hard. That's just saying some people just sit nicely in various fields quickly. And I just love that she also put in the work for things that she didn't sit well in off the bat. You know, yeah. that's that's telling of, of a character. Her work ethic, I would say, is out of this world. Oh, is it Atomic Comet? Pew! <laughs> Thank you, historians, for tuning in again. Subscribe, follow, tell security. Meow. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Come back this Friday for an interview with the creator of vegan accessory brand, Jenna Street, Jenna Botmans. In this interview, she tells us how she got into fashion, why she's passionate about ethically sourced products, and what creating her business has meant for her. Follow us on social media, TikTok, at Her Story Podcast, Instagram, Women of Her Story Podcast, Twitter, The Her Story Pod, Facebook, Women of Her Story, and visit our website at ofherstory.com. And until Friday, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of. Wear a mask, get vaccinated, happy spring. Bye. Bye, Atomic. Bye, Pew.
Thank you.